Today is Monday, November 21st, and you're listening to the morning announcements presented by Betches Media. I'm your host, Sammy Sage, and the morning announcements is your daily five-minute breakdown of the headlines that isn't afraid to take a side and roast the most consequential reality show there is, our government. This episode is brought to you by Lomi by Pila. Lomi is a countertop electric composter that turns your food scraps into dirt in just four hours with the push of a button. It has helped me throw out way less garbage and conveniently provide extra soil for my houseplants and gardening. Lower your carbon footprint with Lomi. Yesterday's Transgender Day of Remembrance was marked with a tragedy in Colorado Springs, where a shooter opened fire on Saturday night at a bar that was regarded as a haven for the LGBT community, known as Club Q. No, not that Q. Five people were killed and 18 injured in the shooting, before the shooter was tackled by a patron in the bar, prior to law enforcement's intervention. Like they always say, the only way to stop a bad guy with a gun is a gay guy with no gun. The shooter was detained by police minutes later. As has become customary in reporting for stories such as this one, the 22-year-old suspect was already known to authorities from a previous arrest after he was charged by law enforcement in connection with a bomb threat, just 15 miles from where he committed the shooting on Saturday night. Police and the FBI are currently investigating whether this is technically categorized as a hate crime, given the community and the particular venue that the shooter chose to attack. And for anyone counting, there have been more than 600 mass shootings this past year, meaning that not a single week has passed without at least four mass shootings. The news has been moving at the equivalent of an election week pace this weekend, made even more chaotic by the platform, which many of us get our news from, being at the center of this weekend's Sharknado. Elon Musk started out the weekend by locking employees out of Twitter's headquarters after the employee who controlled security was no longer with the company. But they were hardly the only one. This news came out amid reports that Musk had sent an email to the entire company, or whoever was left, called a fork in the road. In the email, he stated that employees would either need to be extremely hardcore, and if they chose to stay, they should expect long, hard days of work, or they could accept three months of severance. For those who chose the former, they were told to sign a pledge to Twitter through an online form saying, if you are sure that you want to be part of the new Twitter, please click yes on the link below. Apparently more people than he expected took the severance, which to me definitely reveals some level of self-delusion. And a large number of the remaining employees were HB1 visa holders who have pretty much no choice but to stay at their job unless they want to lose their visa and therefore need to leave the country. And with absolutely no other business troubles, Musk topped off the weekend by posting a poll on Twitter asking if he should reinstate Donald Trump's account, adding the quote, Vox Populi Vox Dei, which for some background is a Latin phrase that means the word of the people is the word of God. However, I do have to point out that Vox Populi Vox Dei is actually pulled from a longer quote, of course, the full meaning of which was originally, the word of the people is not the word of God. To me, that whole anecdote is sort of like, if Costco were offering sample sizes of everything that's happening at Twitter right now, that would be one of them. Anyway, based on the poll results, which of course had no sampling bias, Elon announced that he would be reinstating Trump's account. And a few hours later, it was back, along with Kanye's, by the way. However, Trump posted on his own little Twitter, Truth Social, that he will not be rejoining. I mean, we will see about that. For some context though, if Trump were to get back on Twitter, 
it would likely tank the stock of Truth Social, which would then be a violation of his fiduciary duties. If you can for one second imagine he cares about that. Attorney General Merrick Garland announced on Friday that he is appointing a special counsel to take over two investigations into Donald Trump, the January 6th investigation and the probe into the top secret documents that he took with him to Mar-a-Lago. The special counsel will be a man named Jack Smith. He was the former head of the Justice Department's public integrity section and a veteran war crimes prosecutor at The Hague. Garland said that he took this action because of Trump's recent announcement of his 2024 presidential run against what will likely be President Biden, whose administration Garland is technically part of. Both Garland and Smith emphasized that the decision would not slow the pace of either investigation, particularly the documents inquiry, which is reportedly advancing faster than the January 6th case, and that they will move quickly towards whatever outcome the facts and laws dictate. Just in case that helps soothe your SCPTSD, your special counsel PTSD, of course. For our next story, we have some scandalous reporting regarding the Supreme Court. At this point, it's well remembered that we learned about the overturning of Roe v. Wade thanks to a leak of that opinion a month before it became official. But now there is new reporting that this was not the first time a decision was leaked prior to an official ruling. In a letter to Chief Justice John Roberts, a former anti-abortion leader, the Reverend Rob Schenck, wrote that he was informed of the outcome of the 2014 Hobby Lobby decision and that he used that information to prepare a public relations push, as well as prepare the founder of Hobby Lobby that they were going to be the winning party. So who do we think was the leaker? Well, both Dobbs and the Hobby Lobby opinions were written by Justice Samuel Alito, who has since denied involvement in the leaks, as one obviously would. According to the New York Times, who published this reporting, Shank's story has some inconsistencies, but after examining his trail of contemporaneous emails and conversations, they strongly suggest that he knew the outcome of the Hobby Lobby decision at that time. Shank says that he was able to learn of the decision because he had for years been building connections with the court, specifically leveraging his faith position to get access to legal gatekeepers, wealthy donors, and justices themselves. The Hobby Lobby leak can be traced back to a meal in June of 2014, between an Ohio couple who was one of Shank's biggest donors and Justice Alito and his wife. Looks like Ginny Thomas might have another member of her club. Anyway, after the lunch, Shank's donor couple contacted him, and according to an email review by The Times, said that if you want some interesting news, please call, which is when they told him that Hobby Lobby would win the case and that Alito was writing the majority opinion. So you're probably wondering why this anti-abortion activist would reveal this information about a leak that was favorable to his ideals. He says that he provided this information about the 2014 leak because after the leak of Dobbs in May of this year, he felt that his information about the Hobby Lobby case was relevant to this inquiry. And it looks like we may have our silver medal for the shadiest Supreme Court justice. And finally, the 2022 World Cup has kicked off. No pun intended, so lame. The tournament is taking place in Qatar after a competitive, shady bidding war to hold it there, as well as the brutal force working conditions that led to the building of the stadium. The U.S. Embassy has also issued a warning to Americans who attend the World Cup that, quote, if a U.S. citizen is a victim of sexual assault in Qatar, we strongly encourage you to contact the U.S. Embassy immediately prior to contacting the local authorities. Qatar is also banned cooking kosher food and Jewish prayer during the tournament, which is doing a lot of work to suggest that kosher-keeping Jews would normally feel safe in Qatar. 
Thank you for listening to the morning announcements and thanks again to our partner, Lomi. If you want to start making a positive environmental impact or just make cleanup after dinner that much easier, Lomi is perfect for you. Head to Lomi.com slash announcements and use the promo code announcements to get $50 off your Lomi. That's $50 off when you head to Lomi.com slash announcements and use the promo code announcements at checkout. Food waste is gross. Lomi is your solution. With the holidays just around the corner, Lomi will make the perfect gift for someone on your shopping list. And before we go, be sure to check out this week's Extra Extra episode, where I explore the true history of Elon Musk's life, where you'll get to find out what about Elon is true and what about him is total mythology, starting with the fact that he founded Tesla. Listen on Apple Podcasts for a free seven-day trial or on Spotify by searching for the special Morning Announcements Extra Extra feed. Until tomorrow, I'm Sammy Sage, and now you know what the fuck is going on. Batches.